some things you don't need to do forever. Some things are just seasonal. It says in Ecclesiastes, there's a season for everything, right? Sometimes letting something die at the end of its season is not a bad thing. It's actually the right thing to do instead of trying to keep it on life support for the rest of forever. Some things should come to an end. Some things you should quit. Welcome to the Redeeming Productivity Show. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get done like Christians. And I'm your host, Reagan Rose. Well, I need to start this episode by saying this is the last episode of the Redeeming Productivity Show. After three and a half years of podcasts, we're almost 200 episodes, over 300,000 downloads, this is going to be our final broadcast, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, I've kind of debated whether to just say I'm going to go on like a hiatus or take a break or to just completely quit the podcast entirely. So kind of uh, landing on this is going to be the final episode. Doesn't mean uh, later we might revive the show or something, but I'm just not sure yet what the future holds for it. But you're probably wondering why. And so I thought in this final episode, I would answer the question, how do you know when it's time to quit? And we'll look at some principles about knowing when to stop doing something you've been doing for a long time. And I'll use sort of my decision to stop doing the podcast as a way to illustrate making a tough decision like that. But before I go any further, I do want to say Redeeming Productivity, the ministry is not going anywhere. Um, We've just decided that podcasting right now is not the best place to put our focus for our resource, our efforts, and our time. And near the end of this episode, I'm going to share plans for the future, kind of how I'm planning to reallocate that time. And uh, hopefully throughout, you'll understand the decision a little bit better. And uh, I'm excited about what's next. And so this is this is a, a goodbye, but uh, it's not really a goodbye because I'm still going to be doing lots of other stuff and hopefully bigger things than just this. So we're going to talk about why it's hard to quit, um, signs that it's time to quit, and sort of what's next for redeeming productivity as a whole. But first, I just wanted to share with you that our Redeeming Productivity Academy is currently open. So even though we're not doing this podcast, the Academy is still thriving. We're growing. We just added something like 20-something new people uh, just in the last week. And so I'd love to have you join us if you are interested in the topic of productivity from a Christian worldview, but you're like, I don't just want concepts. I want to go deeper. I need accountability. I want a focused path. The Academy is where you can get that. We have loads of courses that are all included. Basically, every course I've ever made is available if you're a member of the Academy. Um, we have accountability challenges for habits. We're doing, actually just this week, a quarterly planning uh, summit where we're going to together come together, pick some goals individually that we're going to work on for the next three months, and then hold each other accountable to reach those goals. It's a fun time. We've got about 200 people in there. We'd love to have you join us. If you're interested, it's redeemingproductivity.com academy and registration is currently open. All right, quick word from this week's sponsor, then we'll get into the show. Pornography is not a comfortable subject, but did you know that seven out of 10 men and one out of three women in the church today are struggling with pornography? It's the secret sin that no one wants to talk about. If porn is impacting your life or the life of someone you know, there is hope. You can begin a life of accountability and a journey toward freedom today. 
We all need biblical accountability, and by walking that path, you can have peace of mind knowing that you are not alone in the fight. And that is how Covenant Eyes actually works, through accountability. When you sign up, you will choose an ally who will receive your device reports and walk with you toward a life free from porn and the life that God desires for you. You can try Covenant Eyes free for 30 days by visiting CovenantEyes.com and entering the promo code ROSE at checkout. That's R-O-S-E. That's CovenantEyes.com, promo code ROSE at checkout. Don't let shame keep you from the life that God has for you. Take back your life, your marriage, and your relationships. Freedom and healing can begin today. Guys, do check out Covenant Eyes. It is an excellent uh, piece of software. It can go on all of your devices. It genuinely can help you through filtering stuff and, of course, most importantly, bringing someone else into your life, an ally who can see those reports from your devices and actually call you out on stuff. It, it's a Lust is a secret sin. It's so easy to hide it these days. And the best disinfectant for that is sunlight. First, in bringing it before God in repentance. And second, bringing it before a brother or sister in Christ so that they can help shine that light into your life as well and say, hey, I, I can see those things that you're trying to do in secret. And just that little bit of accountability can help set you free. And uh, definitely recommend it. CovenantEyes.com. Promo code ROSE to get that 30-day free trial. Okay, so we're talking about how to know when it's time to quit something. Uh, first, I want to talk about why it's hard to quit and why that is usually a good thing. So quitting anything that you've been doing for a while is is difficult, right? You kind of fret about it. I know I've wrung my hands about this decision for a long time. And it's not easy, especially something you've poured a lot of effort into. And a lot of times people will call this the sunk cost fallacy. So a lot of times in uh, business, businesses will not pivot. They won't do the thing they should be doing. They'll just keep doing the same thing they've always done because they say, well, I've put so much effort into this already. We've already dumped so much money into this. We can't quit. And a lot of times that ends up being the death knell for a business. But um, whether you call it the sunk cost fallacy or whatever you want to call it, I just call it being human. It's We don't want to quit. And I think a big part of that is mainly the image of God. God is a faithful God. He keeps his word. When he says he's going to do something, he does it and he doesn't stop, right? And so we want to be people of our word. But when we approach certain things in life, some, some things you don't need to do forever. Some things are just seasonal, you know, right? It says in Ecclesiastes, there's a season for everything, right? Um, and sometimes letting something die at the end of its season is not a bad thing, it's actually the right thing to do instead of trying to keep it on life support for the rest of forever. Some things should come to an end. Some things you should quit. And just because you quit something, that doesn't mean that it was a bad thing to do at the time. It could have been great in its season. It just means its season is over and it's time to move on to something else. And I think for me, I look back at all the emails I've received for the past three years, the guests we've had on, the friends I've made, all the neat opportunities that have come as a result of this. Um, I think even the books I've gotten to do, probably a large part of that is because of the podcast. And I, I look at all that stuff and I go, stop, Reagan, just keep doing the podcast. Just keep doing it. Look at all the good things. Look at how good it was. Look how much people have said they've been helped by it. And I worry that maybe pulling the plug too soon, maybe I'm going to regret not sticking with it longer. Um, and, I, and I think the big thing is I pride myself on not being a quitter. And so as I think about why it's hard to quit, it, it all kind of makes sense, right? <clears throat> but even though we want to be people of our word, there is a difference between 
quitting something and being a quitter. And I actually, some years ago, John Piper did in his uh, Ask John Piper podcast, it was like a high schooler wrote into him and asked, uh, he said, look, I'm wanting to quit football. I don't think it's right for me to doing it anymore. Um, and he gave all the reasons. He said, but I like, can't make the decision. Like, I feel like I'm giving up. I feel like it's wrong for me to quit. That I need to keep my promises, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought Piper had some really good wisdom on two types of quitting. So I thought I'd share those with you. He said that there's a difference between quitting out of weakness and quitting out of strength. And so he said quitting out of weakness is quitting something because the task is too demanding, it's painful, it's boring, maybe it's uncomfortable, um, even though the thing itself might be worthwhile. It's like something you should be doing, but you're giving up because you don't want to endure. And so that would be quitting out of weakness. That's giving up. He said, but there is another type of quitting, that's quitting out of strength. So some activities might be really beneficial to you. Maybe you have a really great job, pays really well, you really enjoy it, but there's things going on at work that are shady. Maybe there's some dishonesty, there's things like that. And basically, you have to quit because it's the right thing to do to quit, even though that's a great personal cost to yourself, right? That would be quitting out of strength. And it's really hard to quit something when you're succeeding. Um, so there, I thought that that was a helpful dichotomy that sometimes you're quitting out of weakness because you're just giving up. And sometimes you're quitting out of strength because it's the right thing to do. But then one thing he didn't cover is sort of this stuff in the middle. There, there are things that you may be doing that maybe it's just time to stop doing them. Maybe the, the there's just different signs that it's time to quit. And so that's what I want to share with you. Um, a couple of tips on what are the signs when it's time to quit something you've been doing for a while? What are the signs you should be looking for? So I'm going to give you three of them, three signs that it's time to quit. And I'll, I'll show you, these are literally the principles I thought through as I was fretting over this decision about whether I should keep doing the podcast or not. So the first sign that it's time to quit is that the thing you're doing is no longer serving its purpose. This is probably the biggest one you should consider. Um, life is never static, right? Some, sometimes you start something, right? Like I said, in a season, and it really makes sense in that season of life. You're the, it, it all is just perfectly aligned. But then as life moves on, the thing doesn't make sense in that season anymore, either because you've changed or the situation has changed. And then you realize, hey, this is no longer serving its purpose. Maybe it's time to move on. So for example, the first episode of this podcast was published on August 11th. 2019. So like three and a half years ago. And times were different, both for me and for the world at large, right? This is, um, you know, ahead of the, uh, the pandemic stuff. This is ahead of in my own life, you know, we had just had our, our first child. Now we have three. Um, I was working at Grace to You at the time in California, we're living out there. I'm living back in Michigan, like life was just different. Okay. So what I mean is, in, in my experience of starting up the podcast, things started gaining momentum as the pandemic hit. People were working from home. They were discovering the podcast and kind of being like, oh, this is great. Here's principles. I'm being productive as a Christian, et cetera. And the things were growing. It was exciting. And um, I think that was kind of the, the heyday for it. But since then, you know, things have sort of leveled off, right? Where other mediums that I'm doing through redeeming productivity, like YouTube or um, the newsletter or my articles, are much more effective at serving the original purpose. So I, should, I guess I should say, what was the original purpose? I made this podcast, as I you know mentioned in every episode, 
to help Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. Basically, I, I am I view myself as an ambassador of Christian productivity. And this podcast is one outlet through which I try to help believers um, think more biblically about personal productivity, okay? But I feel that that has sort of run its course or leveled off a bit where um, the podcast itself has not really been growing. And, and I'll talk about that in a minute here, but that it's not really about numbers to me. It's more about how do you allocate resources, like your finite creative time and all that. But um, I, I've just come to the conclusion that my efforts would better be spent serving that original purpose of teaching Christians about productivity from a biblical worldview by focusing my efforts on other outlets. So that brings me to number two. So the first sign that it's time to quit is that the thing you're doing no longer serves its purpose. And that's kind of how I feel about the podcast. It's not really the best way to accomplish my goal. The second is the opportunity costs outweigh the benefits. So what's an opportunity cost? This is a term that refers to the costs of continuing doing some activity or when the costs of continuing doing an activity outweigh the benefits, right? Um, it's what you give up when you choose a course of action. That's the opportunity course, right? So you have you have, picture you have, um, uh, well, here here's a better illustration. It's a game show. Is the is the prize before door number one, two, or three? And you choose door number two. Okay, you got door number two, but what did what was the cost of that? Whatever was behind door number one and three, that was the opportunity cost. And that's the same with any decision in life. If you look up my article, um, it's called Every Decision is a Tiny Murder. I talk about this more in depth, about every time you make a decision, you're cutting off all other possibilities, and that is a cost. That's why deciding is hard. Um, we kind of cherish optionality. We cherish the idea of, of we, it feels like abundance when I, well, at least I have five options. At least I left my, left my options open. But when you do decide, there's a cost to it. And uh, I feel like the time, the money, the effort, the other resources um, that you invest in a project, when those can be better spent somewhere else, that's a good sign that the opportunity cost is too high to justify continuing. And that's sort of the factor that I've considered with producing this podcast. So as you might assume, every episode of this podcast takes a lot of time. It takes financial resources, and it takes a lot of creative energy to produce. And these resources, I believe, can be better deployed other places. Um, even, and this is kind of funny about the timing of making this decision, I recently brought on an editor. Thank you, Danny, And she has been great. Every, everything she's made has been much better edited and much better produced than what I was doing. But it was kind of that decision that made me realize that it wasn't really the time cost to me that that was drawing so much um away from that I could be using in other places it was the creative effort my main creative output for the week was making this podcast and other outlets that I wasn't pouring as much effort into seem to be reaching more people, seem to be more effective in building um, a community of like-minded believers, YouTube newsletter articles, even social media posts, that the more I thought of it, I'm like, why? I'm, I'm pouring like 80% of my effort into this one uh, channel, podcasting, and it really only counts for like 1% of the people that I'm actually reaching. 
that that math didn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. So I think just as an aside, if you're not in the world of like creating stuff online, podcasting is kind of a unique medium. Okay. It's unique from others, not just in the format that's like audio or whatever. It's unique that there's no discovery mechanism built into it. What I mean is, you know, as much as we uh, like hate the algorithms and stuff, the fact is from a creator's perspective, the algorithms often do serve you. So you find people, for example, on YouTube that you weren't looking for because YouTube kind of gauges what other things you're interested in and suggests videos or channels to you. There's nothing like that in podcasting. You don't stumble across a podcast, someone recommends it to you. Or somebody has like marketing efforts or something behind it and they're pumping out stuff to social media, et cetera. But it, all that to say, growing a podcast is very difficult. And again, it's not, it's not that it's like about the numbers. It's just that the numbers are people, right? And if all of my efforts go into a platform that serves the smallest number of people, which is podcasting of, of all the channels that I do stuff on with Redeeming for Activity, podcasting reaches the fewest number of people. I'm putting all my efforts into that, this one thing, when there's all these other things that seem to be warranting a bit more attention, okay? And to me, what that boils down to is stewardship, okay? Opportunity cost is about stewardship. If you have three opportunities and one of them seems that it's going to be a more productive use of your resources, it behooves you to put your resources into that thing. And that's kind of what it's come down to, to me. I think that podcasting, um, the opportunity cost has outweighed the benefits, okay? Um, so I do, I consider myself a steward of the message of Christian productivity, and I don't want to sort of just keep banging my head against the wall, producing a podcast every week out of some prideful desire to not be a quitter when like right, like, a few feet down that wall that I'm banging into trying to bust through the wall by doing podcasts, there's an open door I could walk through, which is YouTube, some of these other things that I could put my efforts into. But I keep hitting my head against um, the podcasting wall. Um, okay, so finally, we're talking about signs it's time to quit. The first one is it's no longer serving its purpose. The second is the opportunity costs outweigh the benefits. And the third is momentum is your only motivation or you're, you're just thinking, just keep doing it. You're just doing it to do it. So when you're doing something just to do it, that may be a sign that it's time to quit. Not always, but that maybe it's, it's a sign that it's time to quit. Many years ago, um, when I was at a college, I was working for a nonprofit, and they had a lot of uh, outdated processes. This was an organization where a lot of the people there were retired, but then like they worked at this place, either volunteered or, you know, just worked there sort of a second career, just as something to do. And a lot of the things that were done there were like very manual, like, for example, counting things by hand on like printing out a piece of paper and counting donations up by hand instead of like summing it in Excel, right? So things like that were happening. And I was doing some website work for them and we had switched over the website to a new version and it was a new engine to take in donations. And this woman who was uh, basically summing up the donations and doing reports based off of them, 
She'd been doing them all by hand, literally printing it out and using a pencil to add things up. I know, like it's hard to believe, but this actually was happening. And I was tasked with, hey, the, the output from the new website, the, the charts it's giving her, don't look the same as the old ones. Can you write a program that would reformat all of the, the data that's being output for the donations so it looks the same as what she had before so she could follow her same process she was doing before? And so I spent weeks uh, duplicating all of the things for making this lady's process work. And I interviewed her. I talked with her. I said, so what, why do you do this? What's the point? What are you trying to achieve? And I found out that basically 80% of what she was doing was redundant. Like it didn't need to be, do, be done. There was no regulation that required it. There was not, the, the, the process was just how we always do things, right? And I remember showing her, I said, hey, I think I found an easier way to do what you're doing. This could save you a ton of time. And when I showed it to her, she was like, yeah, oh. And then she said, yeah, but this is the way we've always done it. And that statement is a killer. That's what gets in the way of progress. That's the enemy of good stewardship. This is the way we've always done it. It's that the enemy of productivity is when you refuse to pivot just because you've been doing something. And that's why I talk about number three here is momentum is your only motivation. That's what it, I think it, it's been for me for a while with the podcast. I focused on this and continued to simply because that's what I'm already doing. You know, object in motion tends to stay in motion. And I think in every endeavor, there are seasons of excitement and seasons where you just have to grind it out. Like if you're going to be consistent, you're not always going to be excited about what you're doing. But the fact is, just to be honest with you, my passion for producing this podcast has waned over the years. And I actually tried to quit several times before, um, even several years ago. I was like, I should, I should move on and do something different than the podcast. And then I tried again last year, but every single time I end up just defaulting back to it and saying, well, that's what I've always been doing. Why don't I just do what I'm comfortable with? But, um, I, I, this time I'm thinking, you know, I, I think it's, it's been long enough and, uh, I need to stop just doing something just because that's how I've always done it. And I am not as passionate and as excited about the medium of podcasting as I am about writing, as I am about creating videos. Um, I think my, my main motivation for doing this is just that I've been doing it for a long time. I'm just doing it to keep doing it. Um, and that's a fact. I just don't enjoy making the podcast as much as I used to. And I think that that's coming through on some of the episodes. You guys probably have noticed. Um, their stuff gets repetitive sometimes, things like that. And I'm just trying to be uh, honest about that. Okay. So those are my my three points. And I hope, you know, this is, this is I know, a little self-indulgent, but I hope that some of this will be applicable to you as you think through things in life. You've probably had things where you're like, I feel like I should quit, but also is it wrong for me to quit? Hopefully some of these principles resonate with you or are useful for you. But the three signs that it's time to quit is the thing you're doing no longer serves its purpose. The opportunity costs outweigh the benefits and momentum is your only motivation or you're just doing it to keep doing it. Those are the three. So what's next for redeeming productivity? Well, like I said, um, redeeming productivity is not going anywhere. And uh, I, I'm actually very excited, more excited than I've been in a while, about the, the future of redeeming productivity because um, I feel like I'm stepping off the treadmill and out into 
the adventurous wild wilderness to try some new things. And I'm excited about the possibilities. So um, we're going to be refocusing efforts elsewhere. The main place for you should to stay in touch with Reading Productivity is get on our newsletter. If you're not on Reagan's Roundup, that's my weekly newsletter that uh, talks about personal productivity from a Christian worldview. I share articles. I share newsletters. I share new things that I've made on there, all geared towards helping you become a more productive believer. So check that out. It's uh, redeemingproductivity.com slash newsletter. There's a link in the show notes or the description as well. That's the best place for you to keep up with what we're doing. And I'm going to be pouring a lot more effort into that newsletter now too, which is exciting. Um, I'm also going to be doing more writing for Redeeming Productivity. I'm wanting to do some projects that are a bit more high effort, but uh, will be longer lasting, if that makes sense. Um, so by, by its nature, these podcast things, you make them and then they kind of get buried in an archives. I want to make some some articles that are like definitive things on a certain aspect of productivity and Christianity. Uh, same thing with videos. I want to make some videos that are just like, that's the thing that people reference for years to come. I want to write some more books. I have my third book coming out um, later this year, and I have some other ideas for books. I want to pour myself into things that are less fleeting and more timeless. Uh, I also am making probably the biggest pivot. I've kind of alluded to this a bunch, but I'm going to focus on being more YouTube-centric. One of the, the issues with podcasting as a medium for talking about personal productivity is that you can just talk about it. You can only talk. So when I started this ministry, my intention was to teach people both the principles of Christian productivity. So what are the biblical, theological, what's the foundations? And also the practice, like what are the practical things? What are the tools you should use? How do you actually organize a calendar? Those kind of things. But what's happened is because I focus so much attention on podcasting, I almost only talk about theory. And that's not where I want to live. I want to live in both of those places where I can talk about theology, scriptures, what they teach about this, and here's literally how to do it. And so I think YouTube is a great way to not just tell, but you can also show. So it's perfect for the, the type of thing I'm, I'm talking about, which is productivity. Um, and this podcast is going to stay online uh, as an archive. There's still still going to be out there. You can still go through the old episodes. And like I said, uh, I'm not calling this a break because I may not come back to this, but I also talked with my wife a little bit about this. She was like, why don't you just leave the door open? And so that's what I'm doing. I'm leaving the door open. I may bring this back in a different format. Um, I may change things up. I may change my mind. And so I want to leave that option open. But for now, uh, this is goodbye on podcasting. But um, I hope that you'll join me in other places, reading the blog, reading the newsletter, or most especially YouTube, because I think there's going to be some really exciting things um, coming down the pike there. So I do want to just finish by saying thank you. Uh, thank you to everyone who has listened to this podcast, who's listening now, um, for recommending it to friends. Thank you to everybody who's sent a kind note, who has left a review. And thank you especially to Patreon supporters. Um, that was kind of the the initial thing that made me even realize that redeeming productivity could be more than just a side project hobby is when some of you started supporting me financially when I was doing this part-time. That gave me the courage really to start doing redeeming productivity full-time um, a couple of years ago. So I can't thank the Lord enough for you. I really appreciate you guys. Um, 
I hope uh, hope you're not too disappointed. Hope you'll stick around for the next chapter because I think uh, the best is yet to come. But uh, that's all I have for you this week. I will see you, well, when I see you. But until then, remember this, in whatever you do, do it well and do it all for the glory of God.